right, another Brad and Britt cast. We're glad you're with us here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're going to deal the first card today, tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, what it's is a it? follow-up uh, to our story we had on Monday on our special Memorial Day, Brad and Brittcast, uh, about uh, Joe Biden and Charlemagne the God, where uh, Joe Biden said that if, you, if you're even thinking about voting for Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Of course, Joe Biden issued an immediate apology saying he was too cavalier, and some people are saying this is uh, just – they're running it up and down the field. It's just not good enough. No, no apology can 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 undo the damage that was done by that. Although I I did hear Val Dennings from Florida, the representative, say yeah, the apology was fine, but apparently I don't know. She's well, what, she's yeah, wrong. Who's she supporting? Who who does she <laughs> want to hire her? Joe Biden. Oh, that really counts. Good one. This is some feedback from social media. Chad Younger, who happens to be African-American himself, has sent me a message. I enjoyed the podcast last night, as always. I don't speak for the entire black community. Well, Chad, that's your problem. You should, because I think Charlemagne does. But for the most part, black people are not offended other than Bernie bros. We understand Biden is flawed and not perfect, but he is far better than Trump. The goal is to get the virus out of the White House, and most people in our community understand that. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Well, Chad, I think you do speak for a lot of people in the black community, as a matter of fact. That that is the perfect response, because we have so many situations where – OP, other people, right. are more offended on your behalf than you are because you see the bigger picture than those other people who have parochial interests of getting offended. And uh, when you mix in the partisan politics of this, it becomes a double absurd. And a comment like that lets you know that, of course, since this is uh, all about me, when I'm talking... I was right yesterday when uh, I said that these comments are, are, one, they're not going to last, and number two, the most important constituency of the Democratic Party, which is uh, black women subset of uh, black people, (laughs) they know better, and they voted for Joe Biden for a reason. And that reason has not been shattered by one comment on a radio show. Plus, you had Trump doing everything he could the last few days to prove that he was still king of the racists. Don't worry about it. I'm still here. No matter what Joe Biden said, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and let you folks know that uh, I'm I'm still going to call Stacey Abrams, uh, you know, fat. Of course. I'm gonna, no. so, so don't hey, worry only, about it. He yeah. only retweeted yeah. that, okay? That doesn't necessarily mean he agrees with it. He just wanted everybody, you know, of his 20 million followers to see it. So no. it doesn't mean that he's... Well, no, he I, said I, it. <laughs> what, do you think is the, um, what do you think is the purpose of the Trump supporters and, and Republicans in general just trying to run this thing with as a, as a bloody T-shirt or a bloody flag? Oh, my God, look at Joe Biden. Is it truly to try to chip away at black support and get one or two percent more african-americans to vote for donald trump well remember you've seen this on 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 fox news by ten thousand different people saying it over the years well get off that democratic plantation yeah look how they've been treating you all these years what have they ever done for you right and This is being used, if it's still being used today, I don't know, uh, as the perfect example of how behind your back, 
the Democrats, the liberals, they really they really hate you. They don't they don't want to do what's best for you. Donald Trump is the guy you can trust. When he asked, what do you have to lose? He was right. And you know what? You didn't have anything to lose. And look how much better off you were when Donald Trump had the lowest unemployment rate of black people. And you need to real that's what this is all about. It's about getting votes and trying to tear down. Remember the, the Republican thing of our lifetime is try to disqualify the other guy make him unacceptable even if you suck so if you're if you're uh um uh george h george w bush you make john Kerry unacceptable but you make him a a wimp who who did not fight in the vietnam war who was a right. war resistor which right. of course that's not true but he got now we have a word for that swift boated right, that's right. That's exactly that, that's actually a word that's actually a thing um and this is part of the campaign against Joe Biden, and he has to be careful. This is not this is not game set match because Joe Biden did that. Of course, the fact that we're talking about it right up top well, as if it's the most fucking important thing. What we're talking about help, is but what we're talking about is idea. the reaction and how they're trying to make a big deal out of it. I don't think well, they're getting much traction, but this is like. Um, with flow from progressive. We're trying to bundle and save here. We're trying to put this together with the thing he said about the Indians at the convenience stores, you know, 12 years ago. And then there's this thing and then this thing. And you try to just make it into a giant ball of Thank shit. Thank you, and I, Mr. I, Hannity. Could you, could you run through the entire list for us? I don't here? think it's, I just don't yeah. think it's going to work. I don't think you go back and you, you can bric-a-brac this thing together and make this thing, this guy out to be a racist. I think well, it's but, much easier well, to look at Donald Trump and just look at one incident and see how racist he is. And that's Charlottesville. That's the only thing I have to tell you is, is that one name that one word and that tells you he's 20 times more racist in his entire life than joe biden has ever right. been casually or you did it with one word can i do it with two yeah barack obama well there you go excuse me three barack hussein obama <laughs> well, the word birther i mean you can just say the word birther <laughs> yeah. and he, he's the father of all that shit yeah, so yeah. there's I mean, it's, it's not that hard and i don't but, see a lot but, of traction but that, that, remember it doesn't matter. Remember how this game works and how the Republicans play the game. And uh, I put up on my uh, Facebook page uh, today, tonight, the uh, column by by Tom Nichols, you know, the guy that used to be in the military and, mm -hmm. and he left the Republican Party. He's one of those. And um, he has no time for Donald Trump. And he examines the whole issue of how is it that the manliness, the manliness of the men who vote for Donald Trump, who support him, who go to the rallies, who show up with guns and say, give me my freedom to not wear a mask and open this goddamn economy tomorrow. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to go to a bar. I want to shop. I want to send my kids to school. What virus? What hoax? Who? I, I don't see it. How do those people go against every instinct in their body about what really makes up a man, none of which is exhibited by Donald Trump? He is the opposite of all of those things about uh, about loyalty and stoic approaches to life and, and you know, all these. How did it get to how did these people decide that Trump was their guy because Trump is the least manliest guy ever to be the president. Everything he does is not 
of those stereotypes. It's not. When you stand up there in front of people, this is the example, that one of the examples in the It's a great piece. Um, and said, I got a letter from Kim Jong-un. It was a love letter. We were great. And that's the ultimate. Tr- Imagine if Barack Obama had ever said, I got a letter from Vladimir Putin. We're in love. Yeah. yeah. Right. How? So how do the people who support, how do they do it? How do they completely check every bit of what they know about what they've cared about in service to Donald Trump? And it's not about getting uh, uh, conservative judges on the Supreme Court. They're not thinking of that. They're not thinking those people at the rallies with guns the last month. They're not thinking about another Supreme Court justice or two. That's not what's going on. But it's a so, nice side. It's a nice side order. It's a nice side benefit. Yeah. yeah. Which are they? But they're getting no. It doesn't seem like the the Republicans are getting a lot of traction with this shit. And the other thing they really seem to be very upset about, or at least trying to make some hay about, is the picture of Joe Biden wearing the mask. Apparently, this is something that's supposed to trouble Americans, or they're supposed to laugh and point at Joe Biden because he was wearing a mask at a Memorial Day ceremony. I believe this was in Delaware. This is, well, th- this is, I believe, going to decide the election. <laughs> and I believe the election has already been decided by those side-by-side pictures. Okay, And uh, this is what I believe. And it's because there are women in this country who are the majority of the voters. Yeah. And most of those women are mothers. And all of them are daughters. Mm-hmm. And all of them, no matter what they're saying in public, the few that we see on TV with a microphone shoved in their face, the dumb asses that they find on the beach, the the whales who weigh 260 pounds wearing bikinis yeah. uh, at, at, at Tyree Island in, in Georgia. By God almighty, how do you go out in, in public looking like that? But that's <laughs> I don't want to get off track here. Yeah, you know, so I'm that, glad you didn't. But I'm glad I didn't. But. To be fair, we've been talking about this forever. Uh, don't you have any sense of what kind of bathing suit you should wear? Okay. <laughs> but put that aside. And all these women, well, if Trump ain't wearing a mask, I don't have to wear You know, they find them and they put them up there. And no, they're not representative of, of 45% of the country. They are not. Okay. And even the people who were crowding the beaches and crowding that, that stupid pool party in, in Missouri – and land of the Ozarks, uh, all, they, they do not represent the majority of this country. This is the ultimate appeal to the subset of the base of Donald Trump's fans. So and what yes, is the, what is they, the message? What is the message of, of the, Joe the Biden in a mask? The message is, is, is I'm not, he's a pussy, or what? What is it? No, they can say whatever they want. I mean, you, you, you saw the, the the tweet by Brit Hume. Yes, which essentially said with the picture of Joe Biden with the with the black mask on saying well now you can see why Donald Trump hasn't worn a mask all this time which yeah. I don't understand <laughs> I don't yeah. understand I wish I could see a third I wish I could right. see 50% less of Donald Trump's face it would only help him right, I don't right. understand what the fuck he meant and, by that and he, he can kiss my ass I think that this is going to be the opposite of the silent vote for Donald Trump I think there's a silent vote against Donald Trump by many of his most ardent supporters. And remember, he can't afford to lose any. He, he, he's already losing the popular vote. It's just a question of by how much. And 
if the number goes up high enough, that's going to wash over all the swing states, including North Carolina, and he has no chance of winning. And somehow he has made the calculation, I think he's wrong. I think he's wrong to push uh, the full opening of the United States economy. That's what he's running on. He's going to say, I'm the guy that opened America. The Democrats want to close it, right? That's the contrast. It's all about drawing contrast between you and the, right? We know that. And we are risking over the next two weeks in a lot of states, including our own, a spike in the virus that is going to force governors to close up again, to shut down businesses again. We've been talking about this for three months. That's why the stay-at-home orders were the last hope to try to keep the virus from spiking and overwhelming hospitals all over the country. And we saw that it happened in New York, and New York barely made it through. They got through just in time. And they got through just in time because of the resources that are available in the New York metropolitan area, which is fantastic hospitals, a zillion doctors, people coming in from all over the country to help, and everything that was done in terms of New Yorkers basically obeying and staying off the streets for a couple of weeks. You know, those empty pictures of Times Square, they're going to reverberate forever. We'll never forget what it looks like to see that area mm-hmm. empty. And I'm not just talking about the morning after New Year's Eve when they're cleaning the place up. This was all, all the time for many, many weeks. And if, if these kind of spikes happen in Greensboro, North Carolina, or in Oklahoma City, or in small towns that none of us have ever heard of out in the Midwest and in the South, where these, you know, uh, three horse town, uh, 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 little places with, with, uh, hospitals the, the size of your walk-in clinic and suddenly have a hundred people with the virus, nowhere to put them and no ventilators. The whole, we're going to replay that over and over. If that happens again, it's a hundred percent on Donald Trump. And he's going to claim that, well, I let the governors all decide when things go south, right? That's his plan. Things go south. He had nothing to do with it. So then you blame the governors, right? Yeah, right. And if, 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 and this is terrible, but you have to do it. You have to hope Trump is accidentally more right than wrong. He's not going to be a hundred percent right, but if he's sort of more right than, than wrong and we don't get massive spikes over the next few weeks and we limp through into the summer so that when we get the second wave, which is apparently inevitable, um, it's it's delayed long enough that the hospital systems, again, are not overwhelmed and are more prepared. We assume that people right now in our healthcare system are working harder than anything to, to prepare for the future, but I could be wrong. We could be just sitting on our asses hoping, as the policy might be, hoping that it doesn't come back in a, uh, in a massive wave, but boy... Uh, you know, 1918, or as Trump calls it, 1917. Right. Um, you know, that's what happened. And there's no reason to believe that with the virus cooking all around the world, all around the world, that here, where we already have the most cases, that we're out of the woods 
because of one holiday weekend with some morons out there frolicking and playing as if nothing was wrong. And I think you've probably heard this, Britt, that if we had 100% mask compliance, if everybody was wearing masks all the time out in public, we could crush this in a matter of weeks. Sure. We, we could crush it. But we're not even close to that because you know, Trump has decided this is the hill to die on. This is the fight to pick. Uh, this is the fake manliness thing that he thinks he's showing by not wearing one. And uh, what's happened? I know you've seen the stories by now about that that crank down in Brazil, that Bolsonaro guy who's Trump on steroids, but he speaks Portuguese. I mean, he's out there outdoing Trump. He's out there saying it's a hoax. It's a fake. He's shaking hands and kissing babies like there's no tomorrow. And it's a big and, and apparently if you think. There might be an issue in the United States with the count, how many people have died, and there's little doubt that we probably underestimated it by many, many thousands because, first of all, a lot of people who got it early, they didn't even know. They might not have gone to the hospital. They might not, they might have died of, of something else, but they're coronavirus victims. So if, if, if that was happening here, and they're already digging hundreds of thousands of mass graves in Brazil in anticipation. You, are you going to trust what other countries are saying about their numbers? So I, I think that we we could be stepping off a cliff right now that we can't even begin to imagine. I, and uh, you know we're, we're going to know five to ten days from now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or I guess it's uh, at the outs- outside two weeks. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. the turnaround's a lot quicker on this. We have a lot of ground to cover. We're talking about some of the governors and how they're going to be blamed if things are screwed up. Uh, of course, Trump is going after our own governor in North Carolina, Roy Cooper, and I think you have a solution for I do. the RNC, which the president is threatening to move out of North Carolina. I do. I do. Um, if you've watched uh, the late night shows, they are deader than shit they don't yeah they don't use any sound effects they don't use any fake laughter they don't use any none of that they don't sweeten it right they're just flat shows and you see basically how very often untalented these guys are they're very average people (laughs) but we'll put that aside for a moment uh but when they're in front of an audience they're very talented people and their formats work and okay well, conventions are just big, long political commercials, right? It's an infomercial. That's what it is. Which people have been tuning out massively in the last 20, 24 years, right? Mm-hmm. The numbers go down each time. You don't learn anything. They're just pep rallies. They're rewards for delegates across the country who've right. been good soldiers. You get to travel to... Uh, to Miami or to Kansas City for the convention. Well, the strippers always make a lot of money in strippers, the cities, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't think massive. it's going to be that way this year. Right. So now here's Charlotte uh, hosting its second convention in in eight years. They kind of know what they're doing, and here comes Trump with, of course, a ridiculous and impossible demand, which is, I need to know today now whether in August the 20,000-seat 
uh, what's it called? The spe- is it the Spectrum Arena now? In Philadelphia? No, in in. Uh, oh yeah, it's Spectrum. Yeah, that's what it is. In in. Uh, Informally, Time Warner. Yeah, that's right, exactly right, right. What it is. Okay. It's Spectrum. Right, right. Uh, I knew where the spectrum was. You tried to. Oh man, we're going to dissect you know, what you just did to me there. I don't you know, think I, I don't the, know. Don't you know, think I, was I in, don't know. I was there for the final show ever played yeah, at the Spectrum yeah. in Philadelphia. You turn this around. Make it all about. Did you ever know that? There, yeah. There's going to be trouble. It we're really gonna... hurts when it's not all about you and it's all about me, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us pay for our spectrum. <laughs> Not full price, but we Yeah, I was going to say, it's a deep discount from what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Trump, Trump's demanding that today Roy Cooper is Karnak the Magnificent, Nostradamus, rolled into one, and can guarantee that in three months, it's not three months, it's like 100 days, I think now, uh, even less than that, um... Wait, three months is a hundred. Uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that they'll be able to fill the arena, as Trump likes to say, with 20,000 cheering people. Okay. These are TV productions. That's all that matters. It's not about your experience as a delegate or, or what you bring or, or take home from the convention it's what's on tv that's all that matters so i say that trump should go by the same rules that north carolina's favorite rekindled sport is working by nascar nascar is putting on races in north carolina but there are no fans in the stands Mm -hmm. so donald trump can have his convention no fans in the arena. He can do it all by himself, and they can splice in the fans from 2016 in Cleveland. They can splice in the damn Democrats from 2012 in Charlotte or from, what, Tampa, where that convention was that year, right? Isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. That's right. And just 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 make a complete bogus production out of it. All Trump cares about is what it looks like. Everybody's safe, and 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 off we go. In fact, he doesn't even have to come to Charlotte. They can green screen him in the White House and take a video of the arena in Charlotte, make it a complete bogus production. And what does Trump care? As long as there are people cheering for him, even if they're virtual, he doesn't really care. He shouldn't care. And, of course, I know that's not going to happen. But the rest of the world has adjusted to doing Zoom calls and not traveling and no large gatherings. I just kind of wish they would do it and not even tell him, like, hey, we'll just tell Grandpa that we're at the zoo. <laughs> it's, and it's not really the zoo or whatever. Yeah. I kind of wish they would just do it. He'd never be able yeah. to figure it out on his own, would he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what percentage of the audience could one could be fooled? Well, when he tries to when he tries to go out and he tries to actually grab the pussy of one of the green screen people, then he's going to figure it out. But outside of that, he's not going to be able. To. But, but he'll reach his hand; it'll go all the way through the the, the person there. That's right. <laughs> he's a magician. It's not fair. Can't grab yeah. the pussy anymore. It's not fair, yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's nobody in the world right now can tell you what things are going to be like in August. In fact, right now in this country. I think you've got 50 governors, 50 of them, 
who can't tell you what the rate of infection is going to be in their state in four days. They don't know. Nobody knows. By the way, the uh, uh, game that I play a lot in my head is what's Trump really pissed about and jealous about that even he is unwilling to express because even he realizes it's too small. And I, I saw something happen today that I thought, if Trump is seeing this, he's grinding his teeth. He's wishing it was him. And it was uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo reopening the the, the, the physical building of yeah. the New York Stock Exchange this right. morning because they haven't had anybody in there for, for six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And today was the first day they let people back in there. So they had uh, Governor Cuomo and a couple of his aides standing appropriately uh, distanced from him. They were all wearing masks, and he, you know, he rang that bell at 9.30 in the morning. And I'm thinking, if Trump sees this, he's pissed. He's jealous, because Andrew Cuomo doesn't run or make his political hay based on what happens in the stock market. That's not his. That's my gig. The stock market's my thing. I said when I ran for president, you can judge me by how the Dow Jones Industrial Average does. And and he's all over it. He's tweeting about it all. I think he tweeted about the markets today because they, they were up uh, 600 points or so. Right. So there's Cuomo stealing Trump's thunder. Of course, the New York Stock Exchange is in New York State. So, of course, it's appropriate for Cuomo to be doing it. But I figure Trump is so small. He's so petty. That, that something like that probably ate away at him today. What do you well, think? Oh, yeah. Cuomo continues to be wildly popular in New York. I mean, he continues to get great, great numbers from everybody about his handling of the thing, and he continues to provide real leadership as opposed to the bullshit that we get out of Pennsylvania Avenue. And I don't think, I don't think Cuomo's actually played golf. I don't think he's actually been out to play golf. So, I mean, I, yeah, this stuff does have to eat at him for sure. But I, I, I think, I think I've, I've, I've actually been given some sort of vision. I believe that what, what he's really jealous of and what he had to be jealous of over the past month or so was all of the, Attention that that ESPN thing of the last dance was getting. I think he's still pissed about that. And I think in order to, in order to win the election, hear me out now. I believe he gives the Medal of Freedom to Isaiah Thomas. He thinks this is going to swing Michigan for him. It's going to swing Michigan for him. Michael Jordan effed over yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas has done nothing but whine and cry and be a victim for a solid month now. Donald, and, and didn't Isaiah Thomas get in trouble for sexual harassment when he was with the New York Knicks? Yeah, but but what's well, the that, connection? What's the connection to Michigan? Well, he played ball for the Detroit Pistons. Hello, mm. it's Michigan. They won championships. The bad boys of the 1980s. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's, that's uh, for a second, I, I wasn't. Why was I just thinking, just thinking Indiana, Indiana, Indiana? With well, I, I, I wasn't. Yeah, okay. This is how he wins Michigan, and then that's, and then it that's, and, a, that's and, a brain fart by me by by not remembering that. And wasn't Isaiah, again? Wasn't Isaiah Thomas in trouble for harassing some women when he was with the New York Knicks? All the more reason for Donald Trump to stand up for him. Oh, he's got the credentials. He's he's an asshole. Isaiah Thomas is just an asshole, right? This is this is the yeah. plan. This is how he wins the election. Is he presents the Medal of Freedom to Isaiah Thomas right there in front of everybody, and he he gives the middle finger to Michael Jordan. I I don't think I don't know how this will affect North Carolina. But I think this he really thinks this is going to win Michigan for him. Um, well, that, that's the that's a funny thing as you say that. Um, let's just say he decided to give one to Jordan. Oh, okay. God. Oh Lord. Who who you know by, by his athletic accomplishments, th- there's absolutely no doubt 
you could justify it, right? Because other athletes have got, I think Bill Russell got, you know, well, other, several. Right, right. So I would say, and you know, the Isaiah Thomas thing is, is entertaining. It's funny. Yeah. But think of the reality of the assholeness of Donald Trump, yeah. where, and I'm not even sure if, this would be Jordan's chance. This would be Michael Jordan's chance. I was going to say, can he, he redeem himself? himself to say, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, that I will not show up at the chance. White House. I will not show up at the White House right. to be honored by this man at the White right. House. Well, I want to give it to him at the uh, convention. Oh, jeez. Wait a minute. You just gave one to Limbaugh in, in January. Right. You don't do two a year. <laughs> what is he? He's stepping that up now to uh, multiple uh, medals of freedom. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Ceremonies. I'm receiving, I'm receiving word now that apparently in 2016, uh, Barack Obama uh, presented the Medal of Freedom to Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. he's, he's even he, he beat him on that one. So he can't even do that. <laughs> he's not even. Oh, perfect. Other perfect. topics. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't know that when we yeah. were talking about it. That uh, made that made it better. That made it more genuine. Um, now, now, I don't know, the, the recent development on that was that there's this writer, I think his name is Jack McCallum, he's doing a podcast on the Dream Team, and he has mm-hmm. actual audio of Michael Jordan saying, I didn't want Isaiah on the team. For Michael, for 30 years, has said he had nothing to do with it, it wasn't blah, blah, blah. blah. You mean and on, now on the uh, Dream Team? On the Dream Team in 1992, yeah. Yeah. And there has been speculation, and I, I think most, I think now the, the reaction totally has been, yeah, so? <laughs> I think yeah. that's been what it's like. <laughs> well, see, Michael Jordan is kind of like Trump in this way. You find out all these these petty jealousies that he's had, these grudges that he's held, these opinions of everyone in the world being inferior to him, that no one is is up to his standards, and then your response at a certain point starts to become, well, I'm shocked by that, but not surprised, which is what happens now with, with every succeeding Trump lie and outrage. I'm shocked that he would say that blah, blah, but I'm not surprised. surprised. And, And you can't, you can't give that ground and you can't do it with Michael Jordan either. He doesn't get a pass on being a, a, a subpar human being and member of, of, of the human race because he was the best basketball player probably ever. That, right. that, you know, one doesn't have to mean you accept the other. I, but Watch that's, yeah. Watch the wizardry as I tie all of this together. The year before Michael Jordan came to Chapel Hill in Isaiah Thomas's final game as a college player, his team trumped the soon-to-be North Carolina, the soon-to-be Jordan's team, the North Carolina Tar Heels, mm-hmm. in the national championship game. Brad, where was that game played? Mm. If you guessed the Spectrum in Philadelphia, you would be correct. <laughs> that was 1981. No, it was called the Time Warner Arena back then. <laughs> <laughs> that, no. that, that game, and this it is was another... the Time AOL Arena back then. That game took place the same day that Reagan was shot, and there was always this great sports story uh, that was written about Dean Smith and Bobby Knight in the bowels of the spectrum, trying to figure out if they were even going to play a game that night, if Reagan was going to make it through surgery and all this other shit. Um, 
Other stories. For the first time, Twitter has flagged some of President Trump's tweets with a fact-check warning. Today, Twitter added a warning phrase on two Trump tweets that called mail-in ballots fraudulent and predicted that mailboxes will be robbed, among other things. Under the tweets, there is now a link reading, Get the facts about mail-in ballots that guide users to a Twitter moments page with facts, checks, and news stories about Trump's unsubstantiated claims. Of course, this comes in the wake of the family of this poor woman who was an aide to, uh, was on the staff of Joe Scarborough's team back when he was in the House of Representatives who died. And Donald Trump, of course, has been saying that there was some foul play involved in Joe Scarborough. The family of this woman has said, please remove these tweets. Twitter has said no. I find this to be the weakest possible response from Jack Dorsey and the guys at Twitter to put a little warning thing on here. Hey, by the way, this guy's lying and follow this link. What do you think? Well, wait, I, I got a question. I'm, I'm, I'm missing the, the glue here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting uh, a little asterisk on yeah. his, his tweets about mail-in uh, mail voting. Is that correct? correct? That's correct. But they're yeah. leaving alone. Yeah. The, the lying and the, the conspiracy theories. Yes. And the, the provably wrong case closed more than a, a decade and a half ago mm-hmm. about a case. And we have a president falsely accusing someone of, of murder. That doesn't get an asterisk. That doesn't get taken down. Not but yet. Something, well, it, it looks to me like we've had all day long yeah. for a, 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 a decent response on that from Twitter. And and they're, as far as I can tell, standing behind the he's a public figure excuse. It's a weak response. And it's a weak response because I guarantee you if Roy if Roy Cooper got on there and accused Pat McCrory of murder. okay, uh, they they would take it down. They would not allow it to be up there. Trump is getting special treatment here. It's outrageous. And 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 Twitter is just a it's just a cesspool. It it. It's horrible. It's the worst. Well, they, they, they've done nothing but give lip service for, God, eight years or more of trying to clean it up in some way, fashion, or form, and they never seem to make any headway as far as any best practices. I'm looking at the tweet itself. This is a tweet. There is no way, in parentheses, zero, that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent. Mailboxes will be robbed. Ballots will be forged and even illegally printed and fraudulently signed. The governor of California is sending ballots to millions of people, anyone, blah, blah, blah. And then believe, underneath it, there's a little blue thing with a link and an exclamation point. Get the facts about mail-in ballots. And Twitter feels that that's a, an appropriate solution that's to him continuing to lie about no, this. Just, 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 well, just stop it. That's just bullshit. Well, I, I mean, I have a lot of – I do have a lot of respect for Jack Dorsey and, and I don't. the team. But I have geez, none. This is, this is ridiculous. This is, I have this, no respect for them. This is pathetic. If this is your solution to it. Um, and he continues to perpetuate this lie. I don't know if you saw the the five o'clock follies today, but reporters continue to ask him about why do he continue to perpetuate this? The family has begged you to stop, and he goes, "Well, I, you know, they're saying that, but I think they want to get to the bottom of it." No, the guy that was married to her, he, he, the widower, is telling you, and he's begging Twitter, please delete these tweets. And that's the very least that you well, can do because it's, uh, sto- it's still going to be out there in the public. Ver- it's going to be out there in the public square. But it, the very least you can do for this family, which is begging you to make it stop, well, is to delete these tweets. All right, let, let's think. Let's put on our political consultant three-cornered hats right now. Um, should this gentleman, the the uh, widower mm-hmm. of the. Uh, 
young woman. She was just like 28 at the time, uh, who, who, uh, is no longer with us, who's being besmirched, whose family is being tortured by Donald Trump. And he wrote a letter. It's, it's public. He wrote it to Jack Dorsey of Twitter and, and made it public. Uh, and Trump is basically saying, fuck you. He's basically saying, fuck you. I don't care. I'm just like the, the Sandy Hook truthers who said that the kids didn't get killed, that they were little actors. actors yeah. And, uh, the kids are still alive and you people, you fake parents with your fake, t- you know, the, and they got sued. Um, uh, this is the same thing. There's, there's, this is, I don't know, this is worse because he's the president of the United States, if that's possible. But I guess it is. It's worse. It is. It's much worse because he has a bigger platform than anybody if, on the if planet. If you were the Democratic Party, if you were Joe Biden, do you bring him to the convention? Do you get him to do a commercial if he's willing to, to, to say that Donald Trump is lying? Do, do you give the story oxygen at any level? Um, here's what, here's what I do. I don't what do you think? ask him to go to the convention. I don't have any public appearances. I just make it very well known that Joe Biden called the guy and apologized for everything that he's going through and commiserated with him because Joe Biden, of course, had a tragedy happen in his life as well. And people have, you know, and, and he's had to deal with, it, with that for God, 50 years now. Right. And so, that, and then you just write it, you let that story be known to the press. You release that press statement that Joe Biden called the guy and talked with him for a little while and commiserated. Right. And I, like I, I think, I think that's how you do it. Uh, that, that's a good idea. But we, we've reached the point where if Twitter turns the blind eye to Donald Trump, and they are, they, they are completely kowtowing, just completely giving in to him. Okay. And they have every, they have every right. They have every right to knock Donald Trump off of Twitter. They do. They have every right. Um, they are a private company. They are not a public utility. They are not the U.S. government um, crushing Donald Trump's First Amendment rights. They're not that at all. So before those arguments are, are made, and they have been and will continue to be made, let's get that out on the table. Um, but if Donald Trump tomorrow apparently decides to accuse Joe Biden of killing Bo Biden, mm-hmm. the son who died five years ago. He says, I, I, I've got word that Joe Biden put a pillow yeah, or over Biden. his son's head. What about his, could, what about could, the wife that died back in the 70s? He, could, he accused him of uh, orchestrating the car crash that took her life. Right. Just, just think of, uh, by, by the way, it's hard to think of anything worse than what he's actually doing. Yeah. But now bring the, the politics of it into the current moment, which is to accuse Joe Biden of, of murder or rape. Yeah. Can Donald Trump go on Twitter and accuse Joe Biden of being a flat-out rapist in the Tara Reid story, and it gets to stand? Because as as you know, that story, it's kind of disappeared because she has essentially discredited herself Correct. five ways from Sunday. Correct. The story does not exist anymore. But if Donald Trump tomorrow said, people are saying that Joe Biden is a rapist. Mm-hmm. Need to get to the bottom of it. We, it, it it's got to be investigated. 
does that stay up on Twitter? I guess it does. And then we have to talk about it with four people well, on one no, side, but four the, people be, on the other on a giant panel on CNN, right? No, but to be fair, there would be an exclamation point and a link saying, find out more about Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, find out more about Tara Reid. <laughs> Not the actress, but the person who worked in the office, but apparently barely, it, right? It just blows my mind that this is like, I, I, I assume... That there, you know, there's teams of people. We have meetings about this, and then we. This is the best steps, and we could do this, and we could. But this is the tack that we're going to take. We've decided this is how we address the point. They are afraid, and they shouldn't be afraid. There is nothing that Donald Trump can actually do, and I do not understand why they are allowing this to go on for for the life of me. I do not understand it. I don't accept any explanation. To the contrary, I, I, I don't know what kind of country we're living in. You know what this is like? This is the equivalent, Donald Trump going on Twitter and, and throwing out these, these pipe bombs of disinformation and lies and slander. This is the equivalent of me being inside your head, and mm-hmm. you hear voices all the time. You hear my voice. I tell you things, and I drive you crazy. The next thing you know, you're in a mental hospital because you have lost your mind. Why? I hear voices. Donald Trump is a voice inside people's heads, and they are believing him. They are acting on it. He is not wearing a mask. He sends out the signals visually and on Twitter, and his army of people have turned this into a political statement, mask or no mask. He thinks it's the way to win. I think he's up against an opponent that is not going to respect his brilliant tactics. It's called a virus. The virus does not have a political bend to it. It does not care. It is going everywhere around the world, and it is not stopping. And we do not have a vaccine, and we do not have a pill that you can take when you get it. And I think we are headed for a disastrous next few months. I really, really think we are because of his belief that this is how he'll get reelected. Because remember, he's not doing anything, anything out of thinking I'm doing this for the public good. Mm -hmm. It's all about how do I position whatever I think the voting public wants in a way that will get me reelected and destroy Joe Biden. That's all he's caring about. So I'm afraid I have some breaking news, breaking news. This is a tweet from the president at uh, four minutes ago where he says Twitter is now interfering in the 2020 presidential election. They are saying my statement on mail-in ballots, which would lead to massive corruption and fraud, is incorrect based on fact-checking by fake news CNN and the Amazon Washington Post. Twitter is completely stifling free speech, all caps, and I, as president, will not allow it to happen. That is a tweet from the president just a couple of minutes ago. Now he's going to lose this. He is, he is going to lose this. <laughs> so he is. You're not going to win that. 
He's, he, he's are the just, people at Twitter? Are the what, what, what is it? What is he going to do? I'm going oh. to close down Twitter. What, what is he going to do? Oh, he's, he's going to pretend to haul them up for uh, some sort of hearings. I guess he's going to try to find a willing accomplice in the United States Senate to have one of those guys sit down in front of their one of, commi- one of their committees or some shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I mean. I think that's the grandstanding play that they're trying to make here is to get who would be the closest Rick, thing to some assholeish Jim Jordan in the United States Senate. It, it is. It is fourth down. And 25. Yeah. And there, he, he's playing like it's fourth and 25. There's 10 seconds to go. He's on his own 10 yard line and he's behind by 10 points. So even, even if he could throw a touchdown pass on this one, it's not going to matter. He's desperate. These are desperate measures by a desperate guy. They, they just are. And, uh, it's not going to work. Brad and Brit.com.